Our passion didn't start with the mouth. It started with people, with the well-being of the profession. And if you're like me, maybe a little bit of your nerdiness in all things tech too. We all want to love what we do, but the truth is burnout, people problems, and glass ceilings can keep us from doing what we set out to do. So let's get back to the heart of connection. Welcome to the Dental Handoff. This show is about passing you the knowledge, the habits, the systems, and the strategies to lead your teams, lean on the tech, and listen to your gut while you take care of teeth. And let's get honest, the overall health of our communities. Let's stop using the wrong end of the toothbrush, y'all. My name is Dr. Kelly Tanner. Oh, and uniquely, I'm a dental hygienist, too. You can consider me a guru in the dental and leadership industry. With over three decades of experience, my goal is to take you to the next level by empowering growth, perspective, and confidence. By identifying the gaps, recognizing the plaque, and extracting the truth with other experts in the field. I'll share their stories, empower you to own yours, and elevate your passion in the process. So have a seat in the chair, put on your bib, and let's get to work. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dental Handoff. I am Dr. Kelly Tanner. I have the privilege of having Cindy Senzabaugh on today's show with me. And um, Cindy and I go way back. We go way back in the way back machine, as Janice would say, right? <laughs> we, used to, we used to train our team. Cindy is the Senior Manager of Professional Relations and Education at Phillips Oral Healthcare. So Cindy, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Dr. Anner. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate the time to talk about a few new things that we have. Yeah. And Phillips is always innovating and always doing the wonderful work behind the research and the science. And we're excited to hear about that and wanted to know first to dive into a little bit about your career path, because a lot of the show is about giving advice, giving insight to the to the profession, understanding kind of like our journey and what you had to overcome to get here. And then anything that you had to persevere that you would say, you know what, if I had something that I could tell someone to keep them from going through the same thing, what might that look like? So if we could start sort of with that end of uh, the story, that would be great. Great. Well, thank you, Kelly. Well, um, I've been in the corporate side of the business since 95, but before that, I practiced clinical dental hygiene. I taught um, adjunct professor at a dental hygiene program. Um, Valencia College in Orlando, Florida, and um, was pretty much very happy doing what I was doing, but I was kind of looking for something a little bit different to do. So I, when I got my bachelor's degree, this was back in the day when it was difficult to get your bachelor's degree with a dental hygiene um, degree because there were no degree completion programs in the state of Florida at the time. And so I went back, got my bachelor's degree, and I decided to look for different companies to work for. And I got my first opportunity in the corporate side um, to have a sales position with um, Procter & Gamble at the time. And what's interesting is that the region manager was looking for a dental hygienist. Uh, and I didn't have sales experience other than the candy calendar at the Montgomery Ward when um, I was in dental hygiene school. Um, that's a good one, right? The candy counter for a dental hygiene student. But anyway, I, um, I 
I didn't have sales experience, but they said, you know what, we can train you on that. We just want somebody who understands dentistry and has connections in dentistry. And I was pretty active in my local component and a little bit on the state level, on the district level. So I had connections across Florida and that's how I landed my first corporate role. So my advice to you is get busy and get connected with other dental professionals. I chose the local and state and national dental hygiene association, the ADHA, the FDHA. Um, and you know, you can choose different things. I, I do encourage everyone to join the association because it really is the ADHA and the FDHA that are looking out for your best interest in terms of career. So that's a little bit of advice that I would give you. Plus you make friends that you will have for the rest of your life. I have very dear friends um, from being involved in the association that we continue to get together, not so much recently, of course, but um, through the years we've continued to get together and stay connected to one another. And it really does make all of our lives richer when we have a great group of friends who share a passion. And we all share the passion of, you know, really helping um, improve the lives of patients every day. So that was my first first role. And at in that role, I went from sales to academic relations, professional and scientific relations. I did a little stint in um, market strategy and planning, which was a really great learning experience and went back into professional and scientific relations, which is what I really loved the most. But I would also say be open to try different things. You know, you might go in saying this is what I want to do. But if an opportunity presents itself, think about it really seriously and do your best to say, yeah, I would really like to try that because it'll be different and it can give you different experiences. Uh, after I left Procter & Gamble, I went to um, Densply to manage the uh, the um, clinical um, education and research team. And that was a really interesting experience. I got a lot of exposure to a lot of different um, global groups. And uh, I, it, was, it was a very good experience. It was a little bit short, but it was a very good experience. In 2011, I got the opportunity to uh, lead the professional education team at Phillips Oral Healthcare. And um, I took that position. I've been there ever since. And no year is the same. It's uh, a lot different. There are always changes in a big company. So things are always moving and shaking. No time to get bored. Um, we we um, provide a lot of webinars um, as of late, you know, for um, dental professionals who um, would like to get continuing education, but really aren't comfortable getting out there to those face-to-face -face programs, especially last year or the year before last year when there weren't any face-to-face -face programs. So we've kept busy doing that, but um, that's um, that's what I'm doing now. And it really has been a great opportunity. So I chose um, to get my bachelor's degree in um, business administration with an emphasis on marketing. And that really has worked well because it kind of gave me a little bit of a different view of the business side. For those of you who have your degree completion, so you've got your bachelor's degree in dental hygiene, but you're thinking about business, if, uh, to um, really pursue an, a, a career in business, I think an MBA would really be a good choice. Since I had my bachelor's degree in business, I got my um, master's in dental hygiene education and research at the university 
um, at Kansas City, uh, Missouri. So University of Missouri at Kansas City, UMKC. And hi, everybody out there from UMKC. And that was a great experience. And I wouldn't take it back. But um, if I were younger, I'd probably also get an MBA because I think that can be really helpful to those in terms of career advancement. Um, without an MBA, I really don't have any place else to go in my company. So um, if I had an MBA, I might have different options. Um, but it's all good. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I work with a fabulous team of professional education managers. Hi, all, if you're watching. And then also with a new member to the team um, who manages professional relations for us. So it's fun. There's a lot going on. And um, I really had a wonderful career and lots of different opportunities to do different things, be, be um, involved in different parts of the business. And so I just want to let everybody know that there are a lot of choices in dental hygiene and um, go out there and find them. Now, Cindy, thank you for sharing that story because it I think that probably where all of us end up is not where we thought that we would be when we went to dental hygiene school. Can you talk a little bit about your why, like why you went into dental hygiene to begin with? And from that why, are you still, do you feel like you still served it in the areas that you're in now? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You know, it's interesting. I, um, for, I was fortunate enough as a child, you know, growing up, having regular dental checkups. And it was the dental hygienist in the family practice that I, that, you know, I was a patient in that um, talked to me about dental hygiene. And when I was in high school, I actually kind of shadowed her. I had a little part-time job in the office, but it was mostly cleaning instruments and even toilets. And so, you know, um, I, but I did get to see what it was like in a dental office. So had it not been for Jenny, um, and if you're watching, you know who you are, had it not been for Jenny, I probably wouldn't have gotten into dental hygiene. And so I want to thank her for that, for opening my eyes to that. And it wasn't something that I really sought out. It just, I, I was there, she was there, she was talking positively about the, the career. And um, I just want to tell all of you, you don't even realize sometimes the, the impact that you can have on your young patients' lives. And don't hesitate to take the opportunity if you really love what you do don't hesitate to take the opportunity to talk about it with your patients if you think they might be looking for their career path in life. Um, but that's how it worked out. And, and I was fine to, to work in clinical practice for a number of years. But after a few years, um, especially after I kind of um, decided that maybe I didn't want to practice clinical dental hygiene my whole life, then I went back and I got my um, degree and um, I got to, during that time when I was going to school, I also was teaching and that was really enjoyable. I really liked that. Um, but, you know, when you're getting a marketing degree, you um, read a lot of case, case reports, case studies and things like that. And, and P&G was a company that was in all of the marketing textbooks. It is a marketing company. And so I just was really excited to get a chance to go to work for that company. Um, but it's not where I thought I would be, but because I've been open to trying different things and taking chances, taking risks, um, it's really worked out well for me. And I don't know if I answered all of your questions, Kelly. Oh, you did. And I was just, I was wondering too, with that why that you went into dental hygiene, like 
that why? Do you feel like you're still able to serve it through all the passions and decisions you've made that led you to where you are now? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, I don't even really remember the exact why, but I do remember always be com- being committed to, you know, patients and their overall health and doing what you can do to help them um, be healthier, um, not only their oral health, but their overall health, but to do that. And so I feel like in the different things that I've done, while I haven't had the direct impact on patients, I've had a kind of a behind the scenes impact uh, um, by, by providing um, either products or education or, you know, different, different things to help dental professionals understand a little bit about what's out there so that if there is a product that I've represented that could really work for a patient, they can feel comfortable recommending it uh, because of what they've learned. So yeah, overall, do I miss, um, you know, that connection that you get with your patients? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, I remember back and thinking about different patients that, you know, I, I saw for a number of years and, and I do miss that a little bit, but I do other things that kind of give me the same sense of satisfaction. So it's not a, it's not a gaping hole. Yeah, no, it's, um, and I think too, you and I have talked about this before, some of the same things that you learn in hygiene school and just working with your classmates, working on group projects and working in a small practice are the same things that also keep you connected in the corporate entity as well, like being a strong communicator, being able to overcome conflict, uh, work with your team and how to identify certain trigger points for people. So I know that you're being a part of your team at, at one point. I know that that's something that we took assessments on and we were always very, very conscious of that intentionally. So I think too, if your office or your practice setting could benefit from a tool like that, I feel like that helped our team communicate. Cause I was thinking about all those things that helped me as a clinical hygienist that took me to where I was as a professional educator with Phillips and then where it took me now and how I could build on those things. But it was creating that understanding of who you were, even as a hygiene student and leaning into those strengths that lead you to where you are. Absolutely, Kelly. And there are a lot of different resources that are available um, and you can find them online if you're struggling with a particular thing. And you mentioned conflict resolution. That's a tough one. And uh, but there are a lot of different um, things that you can look up and and uh, find some some ideas about how you might manage that. Mm-hmm. And it's always a good idea to kind of step back a little bit and assess the situation and cool down and think about it before you take any action, because it's hard to take back things that you, you say that um, you wish you hadn't said later. Mm-hmm. So if you just step back and really think about it with a really level head, that can um, help you a lot in, in managing conflicts, whether it's with other individuals or with certain situations or things like that, that, um, you know, thinking about it with a cooler head always helps. Yeah. Taking the emotion. Yes, exactly. Trying to say, okay. Hard to do, very hard to do, but it, it really does help. And, and, you know, when you're having a conversation, a difficult conversation with coworkers, it's really best not to be accusatory or anything like that. Just talk about how you feel, um, what, what you've noticed, how you feel, and let them respond. And then maybe you're able to come to some type of 
uh, of an agreement on what would be the best way to go forward from that in the future. I agree because so many times I've found that there's a different perspective. That's what brings it, that misunderstanding to the forefront anyway, because both both parties or multiple parties in the team are coming together and saying, I feel it this way. I'm, I'm sensing it this way. And really, if you come together, the, the, the true value is in finding the right thing to do for everyone and moving forward, including the organization, the practice, because the the um, the conflict itself doesn't help anything. It just stops the progression of the solution. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you for thank you for talking about that and mentioning that because I was just thinking about your career path and how you started out and then how you get to you described to how you were but then there's little common threads that weaved through all of the similarities in your career and what you're what you're managing from a day to day basis and that's a lot of people a lot of projects coming to a consensus building a synergy and a vision behind that too so. Um, of course, Cindy, I've always been proud of you and you were an amazing, amazing manager, boss, mentor. I learned so much from you. So thank you for sharing your story with our listeners. Thank you, Kelly. And uh, it's a pleasure to do that. I really appreciate your confidence in me. And um, I just have to tell everybody I loved working with Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of fun. We, 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 we talked a lot about um, technology and how it improves patients' lives. And speaking of which, guys, Cindy has some cool stuff to share with us. I don't know if you know about this. So Cindy, take it away. Thank you, Kelly. Okay. If you haven't seen this, I would love for you to see it. It is the Philips Sonicare Power Flosser. And it has a few different unique features that I want to talk to you about. It's an oral irrigator and much like other oral irrigators, it has some features. It has the reservoir. You can use water in that. You can also use mouthwash in it if you want. We don't recommend essential oils, but anything else is fine. Just flush it out afterwards. It has different modes. It has different intensity settings. So those are some very common features with oral irrigate, irrigation devices. What's different about the Philips Sonicare Power Flosser um, are two things in particular, the quad stream nozzle and the quad stream nozzle sprays out in an X shaped pattern and then it covers more surface area. And so that nozzle is um, very unique and, um, and we're really pleased with what we're seeing with that nozzle. There's also pulse wave technology and what pulse wave technology does is it's in the deep clean mode, which is a 90 second mode. So let me back up a little bit. There are two modes. There's a clean mode at 60 seconds and at 30 seconds, it gives you uh, a pause to tell you to move to the next half of the mouth. Well, the pulse wave technology on the deep clean mode tells you when to move to the next tooth. So you get that little hesitation. So you know it's time to move to the next tooth. And then that way that helps the user um, really do a good job cleaning evenly in their mouth. So that's a different feature and um, that's called pulse wave technology. Also, it's extremely quiet, which is really good because, you know, um, oral irrigators can have a tendency to get a little bit noisy and um, the uh, Philips Sonicare Power Flosser is very quiet. And um, so it, won't disturb somebody in the next room if, if you're using it while they're trying to sleep. So that's always a good thing. There are a couple of clinical studies that were pop, that were presented at the IADR meeting last year. And one shows that the Philips Sonicare Power Flosser 
is superior to um, string floss at um, removing biofilm, reducing gingival inflammation and gingival bleeding. The, uh, the other clinical study looked at the difference between the Philips Sonicare Power Flosser and interdental brushes, which are becoming more and more popular here. They're very popular in Europe. And so the study showed that the Philips Sonicare Power Flosser with the quad stream nozzle, um, most of the studies were do done on an intensity setting number eight um, with the quad stream nozzle, um, that it performed better than the interdental brushes at again, removing biofilm, reducing gingival inflammation and bleeding. And so we're real happy about those, um, those, the results of those studies because they do show that if you're not a string flosser, you never have been a string flosser, you're never going to be a string flosser, that maybe um, you don't have to feel guilty about that, but just do something else that's gonna help you. And this is one of those options of something else that you can do um, that will provide um, oral health comparable to um, string floss or interdental brushes for those interproximal spaces. That's such a great point that you make too, because people don't realize how effective that the water flossers are as compared to string floss. I mean, it's it's almost equivalent, if not better, a lot of studies show, so. Well, right, well, we know that string floss is, you know, in in the hands of a dental professional, it can be it can be good, right? Mm -hmm. But in the hands of most of our patients, we see it when they come back for their appointments that, that you know, a lot of them are just not successful with cleaning in between their teeth. And so let's just kind of like stop the madness and start, recommending things that that your patients will be successful using for instance the Philips Sonicare power flosser but there are also other things that you can provide or you, you can recommend for your patients that they'll be more successful using and they'll have a better result makes your life easier makes them healthier so you know it's definitely worth a try yeah it's great around implants too um can can people purchase this yet cindy out in retail yeah I, it's really available only through the dental professional channel widely i think you might be able to pick it up online in march it should be available in stores like target and meyer um, but it really hasn't launched full-scale retail yet but you can get it in your dental professional channel um, so if you'd like to call your philips um, sonicare zoom representative or look online to get more information at philipsoralhealthcare.com, um, then you can find out how to how you might get it. Awesome. awesome. I had yeah. someone ask me that the other day and I was like, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> no, I knew I could ask you and you would know. Yes. And then you have do you, I think we have time to mention one more thing. I don't know if you're prepared yes. to mention it, but um Yes, I am. I didn't want to make this like an infomercial, but yes. I had Sydney yes. and I was like, tell me about this because I want to learn about it. Yeah. This is the Philips um Sonicare 99,000 Prestige. And this is our first toothbrush using artificial intelligence. So it has the premium all-in-one brush head that has clinical studies that show it not only removes biofilm but um, reduces gingival inflammation and bleeding, and it also removes stain. So it does it all, but the um, handle uses artificial intelligence and um, it senses how you're brushing and makes modifications. So for instance, if you're brushing too hard, it will reduce the intensity so that it'll back off a little bit so that you won't brush too hard. And so some people realize they're brushing too hard, other people don't. For those people who don't, um, this would be a really great product. It's the 
9900 Prestige, Philips Sonicare 9900 Prestige. Um, it's a little bit more compact than the Diamond Clean brush. Um, and it also has a beautiful little um, uh, vegan friendly faux leather case um, to travel with. And you can charge it up in the case as well. So if you don't know anything about the um, Philips Sonicare 9900 Prestige, again, call your um, Philips Oral Healthcare representative. So Cindy, not rose gold. What color is that? It's called champagne. That's the that's the color that we have. It's kind of like a a little um, shimmery, but not in a gaudy way. A shimmery um, pinky peaky beige. You know, it's really. A, a very nice color okay. called champagne. In retail, there are two other colors. One is black, I think, and the other one is more pink. Um, but the champagne is the only color we currently have in the dental professional. This cool. brush retails for around $349. Oh, I can't talk about, can I talk about price on this or not? I don't know. Yeah, okay, I won't. No, right. It is high-end uh, brush, but um, call your call your sales representative. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, it's a, it's a brand name that everyone trusts. I know that there's others out there, but um, it's it's great to know how to have access to those. So you can try them, you can recommend them if you like them. And it, it's just always good to know what's new. And that's part of what the show is about too, is to learn about new technology. So everyone can have a clear understanding, especially with conferences, not being as not being as accessible to yes. a lot of us right now, um, that we can still learn and feel like we're getting the information. So Cindy, thank you. Is there anything that else that you want to add or anything you want to say? I just really appreciate you being on here with us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dr. Tanner. I really appreciate the opportunity. I think I've said enough. Again, if you, you need any information, just um, contact your sales representative. They'll be happy to tell you about the products. Um, and um, it was a pleasure being with you all today. And I wish you all the very best. Hope thank to see you, you at a trade show at some point in time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thanks so much, Cindy. Thank you, Kelly. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye.